Welcome back. It's week eight of our remote radio experiment. I don't think it's an experiment anymore because by eight weeks, I think we've kind of got it down. Um, but welcome back, everyone. Uh, let's just check in. So, Gillian, how are you doing? How are you doing? Hello. I'm very fine. I was looking forward to today, so it's come. The hours just go past so quickly. By three o'clock in the afternoon, I feel the day is done because then I go into television routine and any other stuff that I can do while I'm watching telly because I do enjoy television. And so, yeah, I'm all good. Saw the nice sunshine today. It's gone a bit downcast now. I didn't even know it was a bank holiday. On May the 10th, 11th? Eight. I thought we just had May Day. What's all this, another holiday? Tomorrow, I think, it's a bank holiday, yeah. Right. Why, what's it called? Post-Easter. Uh, bank holiday? I don't know. I know it's a holiday tomorrow, but I don't know why. Well, oh, tomorrow, then of course it's... tomorrow is meant to be the holiday that we would have had last Monday. Is that right? And it's be, it related to World War... Um... It's VE Day, yeah. yeah. It'll be virulent non-stop tomorrow. Exactly, exactly. So, Donald, how are you doing? Pretty good. Um, the, it, the warm weather helps a great deal, um, but I'm doing much the, the same things, reading a lot. Uh, 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 met with the judges for the theater book prize, and, and there are three of us, and we had a, within an hour we had a short list and, and, a, and a winner, which is not to be announced yet, and that was good. And still working on collages, visiting the park, uh, trying to make more headway in terms of sorting and cleaning papers. But otherwise, I'm fine. Um, I mean, I'm fine with all of that, and and I can't, I cannot complain, except maybe you know about about my view of how things are being handled by the government. But that's another story. I'm fine within myself. Well, I think we're going to come on to that a little bit. Um, Malcolm, how has your week been? Well, uh, sort of as I uh, explained just before we came on air, really. Um, one day not good and a few days good. So overall, um, I, I think we're all sort of vaguely in tandem and it seems really strange that we're all saying in our own way, we're okay, really. I mean, we're, we're getting through it somehow in our own particular way. Uh, whether it's doing a lot of things or whether it's doing minor things or, uh, and, and trivial things. I think the three of us or four of us seem to be doing it, except for you, Lucia, who seems to be knackered all the time at the moment because you're working so hard. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I, I'd like, if, if you don't mind, before we sort of do it, get into uh, the subject that, that's been suggested, if I could just throw something in that, that's been in my head since the last time we met last week and I, I want to sort of get to a, a conclusion in my head about it that about language and, and slang and vernacular and inky English and um, cockney rhyming slang and Yiddish and, and that sort of stuff that I kept thinking that there is that word that, uh, that, 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 that Gillian first brought up that I use a lot and she's quite right uh, the, the word is ass and I have I've used that a lot for most of my life. And I kept thinking to myself, why is that? Well, I don't actually 
usually work, use words like that or any expletives for effect. I normally have a very good reason. So I started thinking about when I was young. And of course, when I was growing up, and this is connected to language and last week, I never used the word arse. I only ever used um, Aristotle, Aris, or bottle, or uh, tuchus, or they all mean ass. And you would use that language with your grandparents, with strangers in the environment I was brought up in, and everyone used that sort of language. And then I thought, no one was ever offended. No one ever thought it was unseemly. And then I realized it's because some slang words are much, much nicer. I mean, if you consider tuchus, aris, or bottle, they're all nicer than saying ass. I just found that very, and that's why. And I had to change growing up when people would not have known what I was talking about in my 50s uh, or, or when new people came into the Hackney area in the East End. If I said, well, tuchus, they wouldn't have understood because the Jews had moved out. Bottle and aris, a new generation wouldn't know what I was talking about. So for me to continue using that language, that slang, I would have sounded very pretentious. So I started using arse. Very weird. With abundance. What's that? With abundance. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but don't you think that the other words just sound more acceptable? Absolutely. Yes. Aris or, bo how, you know, I, I fell on me aris. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, anyway, enough. I've got, it, I've got rid of it now. I'm, so, it's, so I do think a, genera a young generation is losing out if they don't learn that. Not necessarily to use it, but they should learn that language, that slang, which was then, because uh, some of it is quite beautiful. And in fact, Aris comes from Aristotle, which is a double, double, double slang, because it's, yeah, you know, a, a bottle and glass are, yeah, exactly. So it's all quite clever, I think. So we, it shouldn't be lost, purely and simply because it's clever and, and a generation of people living with very little invented it in the 18th century. Yeah. Great. Thank you. <laughs> um, Donald, put that into your creative writing. Yes, exactly. But we've got Hyacinth who's joined us, so I want to... I want to oh, wow. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Oh, thank hi, you. Hyacinth. Hi, Donald. I want Hyacinth's picture. Hi, hi. Hi, oh. I'm on my son's laptop, actually, because my phone needs him charging. How do I get Hyacinth's picture? Uh, my yeah. No, you're coming up. Oh, here she goes. Where is she? Oh, oh there she is. We were right. <laughs> Hi. So, nice. Looking at these lovely uh, women. And I've actually been all right. I've been quite good, actually. It's just uh, the songs have been clashing the last two Saturdays. I think one Saturday I was shopping. The other Saturday, I don't know if I had a headache or was doing something else. And I thought, let me make the effort to get on here today, actually. But I think um, I've been really enjoying my time, actually. It's whizzing by now. I've got into the flow of the homeschooling. And now my, yeah, the struggle is now getting easier. So I think I can see the payoff because my son's levels are coming up. And I'm thinking, how can they be coming up with three hours work I'm doing a day with him intensely? <laughs> four hours, and he's in school for six. 
um, yeah, and I'm getting into the flow of my work stuff. So a lot of creating, a lot of really good stuff, actually. Yeah, so I, I don't care if we don't get locked, you know, opened up for a while still. <laughs> I think that's the general um, feeling that I keep talking to is people are like, well, kind of used to it now, got into a routine. It's all, you know, doing my thing. Yeah. Or any of you like thinking, oh, this needs to end now? No way. Not because of it's so comfortable, because of I don't want the schools to open. No way. Mm. It's too dangerous. Maybe opening next month. But I thought if they do, I'm not sending my son into school next month. Because in my head, they prepared everyone for being off until September. Yeah. Got any exams? I'm going to keep him off because I can see he's getting ahead, and I don't want to. I don't want to ruin that actually, because it's so tr- tricky because he's got special needs anyway. So I'm like, nope. I'll just keep him pushing him a bit ahead anyway. So obviously, the dedicated attention that you've been giving him is more than he's been get getting at school. Yeah, I think it is, and he seems calmer now as well. He was really hating. He was hating the, I think he was hating not just homeschooling, but he does have anxiety. So the first few weeks, his anxiety was through the roof. But then I look at adults and lots of adults was, and even mine was at one point. So I think that's kind of, that was normal anyway. I think for everybody, because no one knew what was really happening. Um, yeah, but I think now he's finding the flow and also he's managing to do other stuff because he does do other um, activities and now they've moved their stuff online. So he's St. John's Ambulance stuff. They've moved it online for now. So he's keeping up with all of that. The only thing he's not been keeping up with, which is a shame, is actually the theatre. Yeah, Arcola Theatre. And I don't know what's going to happen with that. I know there was some trouble with all this. And I just think, I hope we don't lose the theatre because of this, actually. Well, there is is one. There's a uh, Nuffield Theatre in Southampton. It is, it's going to be closing because of the virus. That's yeah. the first um, first theatre that I've heard of that's going under. Yeah, which is horrible. Because it's part of our Cola Youth Theatre, and they did say in the first few weeks they're hoping that they're not going to have to shut permanently. And I thought, oh my God, they were saying that after maybe the second week. Mm. But I'm like, why are they not putting something online to engage their young people so that people don't just drift off? and don't come back, you know? Yeah. He's been going there for three years, and they are like a little family. They're kind of grouped together, and they've known each other. They've grown with each other, some of them children, as well. And even though he's interested in acting, I don't think he's really serious interested in serious acting like a lot of the other children are. But it's really nice for him to get out. That's allowed him to boost his confidence, actually, over the years. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're lucky enough to get a bursary as well, which is really good. Yeah, work. Cola, yeah. just haven't had the resources to um do anything do that, yeah yeah um so Gillian suggested that we she gave me a whole list of suggestions actually um but I thought this one was really timely um so the the I, the the thing about the kind of being surveil surveyed and uh sort of the police nation idea and because this new app is coming out very soon they're testing it in the isle of wight at the moment and you know 
the idea of this app is that it does collect data of who, where you are and who you've been in contact with via Bluetooth. And so there's been a lot of debate about, you know, security protection versus privacy and freedom. So, you know, these are quite conflicting ideas and often in a time of I guess crisis we kind of have to let our guard down a little bit to um, allow things in and that's and that's how things slowly change um, so I just wondered Gillian as you brought this up what are your feelings about it um I'm 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 undecided yet but what I have learned today which is relevant to our discussion about language again, that um, I learned today that it's called an NHS app, but it's nothing to do with NHS. It was devised with the help of Cummings, the guy on the right-hand side of Johnson, Prime Minister. And also, um, the media is really hyping up like it's something good. So today they called the app a digital handshake. Me. Descriptive mm. of and to make it sound very friendly, very nice to me at the moment is um, because it's not in London at the moment, it's kind of going to come, but at the moment, it's for me, um, get out of my business. Yeah, so there's almost like we're almost being blackmailed a little bit, I feel, um, in the yeah. sense that if you want this to end and you want to go outside and live a normal life, you need to download this app. And if everyone downloads the app, then we can move, things can move forward and your life can go back to normal. That's right. And that's, and, and, uh, I'm sorry to listen. Yeah. And added on to that, exactly the same thing. They're saying that uh, um, it's Hancock that said it. To be a good citizen, you will take the app. Hey, how dare you? What more do you want us to do? You can't, well, they are going to force it on us. Well, they can't, actually. I mean, they, whoever they are, but we can. Oh, well, let me spell that out for you. Boris Johnson's government, the Tories. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they can't. There isn't an enforce, I mean, or perhaps there is, I mean, to be, to be discussed, you know. Uh, An adult conversation. Yeah, we've already had one kind of infringement on our freedoms in this lockdown. So this is the next step. Well, it's... it's, it's hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, is, is, is that, is that uh, what? What was it you just said about freedom? So that it, it's... It's an infringement upon our freedom yeah, so that, we're, that, that, that we're on lockdown. Yes. Is that what... So, so would we be better off in that case, ignoring what they say and do our own thing? I don't know. Probably not. But you know, there is. Then, then it's not an infringement on our freedom. I mean, well, our liberty. Surely, an, an infringement upon our freedom is something we don't want because it isn't healthy for us. Mm. But it seems it's already been proved that lockdown is the healthy option in this situation so 
I, I, I'm back to this thing again. I, I really don't want to defend people like Johnson or the bloody Tory party. But I think if we, if we are negative about every move before things are even tested or tried out or we have enough information and we're negative about it, it uh, I, I don't think that's the way to go. I, I, I think we've got to get m more and more informed. When we're at a point where we have enough information, then we attack the government then we question the government. But I think people, I mean, in this situation, I think experiments, good or if they're not successful, have got to be tried, surely. And if we're talking about security and Big Brother, well, from what I can gather, that's been happening for the last 30 years, every time <laughs> a new bit of technology comes out. I mean, uh, good point. I, 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 I don't think we shouldn't challenge. I think we should do that consistently. But I don't think, it, I, at the moment, again, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago about another subject. I'm prepared to just give it a little bit more time. But if we have millions of people being negative and criticizing what they're attempting to do, they'll probably blow it anyway by themselves. But if all of us are saying, no, 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 this is a, you know, you're infringing upon us and our, our liberty is being disheveled and destroyed straight away when they're just trying an experiment in Jersey and we don't even know the results yet. I just think we've got to be careful of overreacting, that's all. Yes, I think, I think um, bringing up the subject of the app was leading on to, for example, Zoom is very popular now. Did we want people snooping into our Zoom conversation? Yes, yes, I agree. But I mean, who are we blaming for that? We're not blaming the government, are we? No, no. Well, it can only be the government, can't it? Can it? Who I thought it was us. It? I thought we sorted out things like Zoom and stuff like that. Aren't they just ordinary people? Well, I mean, uh, it's the highest bidder, isn't it? So um, whoever, right. whoever wants access to this stuff, um, right. they can get it. Um, yeah. So, you know, we've had all this um, situation with Facebook and advertising. Yeah. Most technology has got has had a negative effect upon people, and especially young people. Most of it has gone wrong. We just we just enjoy and delight in the things that are, are, are enhancing our lifetime, our lives. But there's an awful lot that's wrong with technology, isn't yeah, there? Payoff, isn't it? And yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it's a payoff. And I, I think maybe that's all I'm saying about uh, this new app. Just 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 calm it a little bit. And see, and then 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 kick them in the ghoulies in a few weeks' time. You know when we know because more information. So supposing someone said, "No, I'm not going to do it." What are you going to tell them that they're totally negative or what? Supposing someone says, "I'm not going to do that," though. Yeah. What What are you going to think about them? Hi, mm. Synth. I feel like you've probably got some strong views about this. Um, do you know what, with the app, I mean, I didn't know it's not available in London because bizarrely enough, somebody sent me the link for the app about a week and a half ago. There's, thinking, two apps. there's two apps. So there's one which is about, um, I think, testing and something like that. And then there's another one which is about um, contacts and it's oh. kind of geolocated type thing. Um, yeah. I don't know what one it is actually because it's actually a <laughs> friend of mine who's she's actually very senior in the NHS and we've been butting heads the last few weeks. We, we get on so well, but <laughs> we've been agree disagreeing with quite a lot of what's been happening since this whole 
lockdown started. So um, she was saying to me, download it because we need 80% of people to have it in the UK for it to work. And I just said no, because I don't want to download things with more information to collect. And I don't know really what that's about. And I do really feel it's surveillance. And I keep thinking, I know we're already being watched and it's Big Brother, but I don't want it to be like um, a friend of mine who sent me videos from China a few weeks ago where he's having to, wherever he goes, they're being tracked on phones. They use their, their phones to gain access to buildings. And, and actually they can see where they've gone from morning till night, what, what people they've interacted with, how long they was there, what they ate and drank. And I just thought, no, I actually don't want to be like that. And he's actually an English um, British man he was just there, he makes videos, um, but he was actually just there showing the amount of surveillance that is going on actually at the time. And actually I've had similar videos of people I know who were living out in Dubai. So I'm just like, no thanks, it's not for me at the moment. Um, yeah, I'll just kind of watch and see how some things, yeah, I'm manifesting. But I still think, apart from, I can't just say the government's getting it wrong. I just feel like, if we're locked up like this, why are we not locked up every year when this like 40 odd thousand people die of the flu? We should all be locked up every year then. It doesn't make sense to me. I know this is literally contagious, but so is the flu and I've been in hospital with pneumonia with the flu and some other things. So I'm just thinking, I don't know. I've just got lots of questions and lots of stuff doesn't make sense. And when you come off of mainstream media and go to the other media or media, even at the moment in the States where they have been protests and other stuff and more information is coming to light about real statistics and real facts you just start questioning like what on earth are people being fed i don't know well, yeah. how the media narrative um changes according to the moment we're in and and you know it's like so i think what's happening now is that um the the kind of lowest rate of um covid is in uh south korea and mm. they've been using this app rather than um that i mean they've done a, a, a sort of less of a lockdown they've closed things down but not in the to the same extent as europe and america etc and china mm. so they've really relied on this technology and testing so now it's like oh well this works over here so we're going to actually try this as well um because it's been proven to to work so sorry malcolm yeah i was just going to say do, do we really know what's going on in north korea i, I mean do that. we really because actually yeah. do we? we know do we we have it we have real great information about what's going on in north korea oh, i didn't say korea. i said south korea um south korea oh, sorry 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 my apologies we don't know what's going on in North Korea, for sure. No, right. Yeah. They have had a very, um, they, they've had like the lowest uh, amount mm. of deaths and, um, and, so, and they've been using technology a lot. To okay. That's mm. in the example that has been uh, cited. Donald? I was just going to say, I, I don't, now this is partly because I'm not a big app user. And, and the phone is not, I have it n next to me, but I'm not uh, an avid user of it. And I live with somebody who doesn't have one at all. 
So the whole question of, of an app for my 76-year-old partner, here he is. No, he doesn't want to be spoke from a nap. Anyway, um, I'm wondering about testing. Uh, does, does this app and testing go, do they go hand in hand? Is that? So I think the idea. function better together as it. I think that's the idea that if you have been in contact with somebody who has tested positive, then you are, it's suggested that you go and test yourself. And then if you are positive, then it's suggested that you go into quarantine. Right. But surely there's also that, that have been near you or, or their ways of tracking all of that. Yeah, exactly. isn't, isn't, isn't the other important thing that it also informs the other people who have been in co uh, contact with you on, the, on their app? Isn't that another part of it? Yeah, I think so. So the idea is that... That's, yeah. I mean, that's quite good, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, I mean, in, in theory, in theory. But right. what, it, what it does, you know, the, the data, in order to do that, that means that there is... A geolocation which is tracking so it's showing you where you are right right who you've been near to not necessarily yes. and, um and so that information is then uploaded to a database and they're promising that you know that's the only information and it's not your name your details everything it's just about hmm. a person in a place linked to some other people but yeah. People are questioning that because of previous uh, promises and disasters that have happened with surveillance before. So I don't know if yeah. after um, the like all terrorist attacks that kept happening, um, you know, that was suddenly there was in order to there was this kind of narrative that in order to be safe, we need to have to anybody's and that's, you know, for security, anybody's phone, messages, whatever, so that we know a terrorist attack being planned. So suddenly that door was opened as well. So every time something happens, then the, you know, another door is opened. So I think that's what people are worried about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are, I think there are issues of uh, how much in control of our lives do we feel we are <laughs> and how how much of my business is nobody else's business but my own and it's about trust as well. trust yeah i mean th those are the that seems to me to be sort of the the philosophical underpinnings of all of this um and how much how much of our own autonomy do we want to surrender to those in power whom we don't know what they're going to do with it, even if they say they're going to do certain things. So, yes, I mean, that's why we're, we're kicking around this idea, but I don't know. I mean, I mean you, you're absolutely right, Donald, except that haven't most of us been doing that for most of our lives, wondering every now and then, oh, the people in power are actually taking our freedoms away. How much in control am I really? It just seems to me that at this particular point, we have a very good reason for actually accepting a certain amount before it goes too far. I mean, again, technology. Tell me, if I, tell me, maybe I 
haven't understood in the past when since technology started. But the same things were being said at various intervals. Um, you know, every five years or something, when something new happened, people would talk about uh, the, the powers being getting information about us. It's it's getting to be like Big Brother, and what can we do about it? We're losing it, and and I, I'm with all that. And people should challenge it, and they have been challenging it. It just seems to me that if we're going to do the same yet again now, uh, I mean, I mean, the bottom line is if we don't find. A, a, a cure for what's the, the process we're in you know we won't just have you know 30,000 people dying as there are at the moment or, or roundabout I, I can't I don't know the number figure I mean it just seems to me we're in a slightly different situation at the moment this, some, this has got to end if this doesn't end you know, I mean um, it could get very ominous it could be people start thinking hang on maybe this is what life is about maybe actually this is just a cull I mean, I think it could get worse in our heads. I really do. So I think we've got to give things a chance, even if it means that horrible thing, or we may we may lose a little bit of our freedoms, um, because the the opposite is unthinkable. Um, countries can be just just going to its logical conclusion. If actually we make, if governments and individual people, like the occasional person I still see in the street cuddling each other, or, or people getting up close to me in a supermarket, if that number of people grows, it doesn't matter how much good the average person is doing. You know, we're going to die. So give them a bit of time. Then, then let's challenge them and, and attack them. I don't think anyone's being challenged or attacked necessarily. I think it's more questioning whether we want to be part of this net. But do we want to be part of this? What we've got? We have a pandemic. Do we, we don't want to be part of that. So solutions have got to be found. And there may be mistakes made. And there may be stupid things said. Um, which happens all the time in my lifetime, especially from politicians and people in power. Stupid things are said and they take advantage. And they, like Julian uh, said before, uh, uh, they've now repackaged the name of this app. Of course, because they're sending it to us like any other businessman. Um, so that oh that's frivolous that's nonsense we and we recognize that we're intelligent people when we look at politicians and we say no that's rubbish no that's rubbish that's hold on what are you really saying no okay that's dangerous now i'll question it but hold on what he's really saying might be interesting and okay let's follow that i just don't think we should blanket it completely by being negative that's all hmm. we're not being that negative we're just putting aside there are many many people who aren't negative about it of course They've interviewed, well, they've chosen their interviewees on the Isle yeah. of Wight. And uh, those people say, oh, yeah, no problem at all. We carry our phones anyway, it won't hurt. And these people perhaps haven't gone through in their head what could happen yeah. to the data. But we're not, we're, think... not, we're not being negative here, are we? We're just thrashing it out. Yeah, yeah. As a public, we haven't had a chance to say anything. We're just taking yeah, because an Because it's early, reading. isn't it? Isn't it early, Gillian? Early for what? I mean, I mean, isn't the app fair? I mean, how, how long has it been in Jersey? How long has the trial gone on no, for? it's in the Isle of Wight. It's been there for one day. Oh, uh, one day. Right. So how many people in this country, should, ev should everyone in this country question this app? 
so that we, you know, everyone can get out there. Yeah, because we're not monks, we can open our mouths. Isn't that going to confuse things? Isn't it? Isn't that all our lives, Malcolm? You said it. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on. We're in a different situation to all our lives. We're We're in in the middle of a pandemic. If all people question something after one day's trial while there is a pandemic going on, because the populace who are thinking. I've seen that so many other things. Have gone we all wrong. have different opinions. Look at all the PPEs though. that came in, and they're all rubbish. There's so many things yeah. that have gone wrong to this government. And there's no one standing up and questioning the government. Doesn't is there not? Is there no, no one standing up? Why am I no. reading so much on different on Facebook well, and who, different who, people's Keir opinions? Keir Starmer, what's he doing? Just putting the same no, questions. No, not him. I don't think it will be down to them. It will be down to us, actually, the individual person. That, well, because there's so many millions of us. We have so many different opinions. Yes. I think. I mean, and each one of us wants the government to take notice of our opinion. Yes. I, th- I think you just prevent them from doing anything. And they'll just want to keep pleasing us because we're, we're, so, we're, being, we're questioning so much that yes. they will just want to sell us stuff. And they won't yes. do what they've got to do. They need to gain our trust, which is what Donald was saying. Well, in the, in the middle of a pandemic, trust. why don't they just do because something? Because we're still human beings in a pandemic. We still want to know what's going on. Not if we're dead. Right. Huh? <laughs> I don't think that's it. Oh, Malcolm, I feel like I want to hug you. Why? <laughs> Go ahead and do your virtual hugs. <laughs> Go ahead and do your virtual hugs. That's all you're happy in. You know what? And I just think, uh, uh, I'm just hearing it. I'm thinking, oh my God, you know how much. What? You know what's really interesting me though? Because I'm thinking throughout this time, I've got a friend who is son who I said is a doctor. There's so many suicides happening. There's so much domestic violence. And I'm thinking, surely that is causing more death than what is happening now. And also the real figures, we haven't got the real figures. We've got like these statistical amounts. Why does she want to hug? Malcolm, what was the agreement there? I missed it. Oh no, I just wanted to hug him because we kept on saying that we're all, we're all going to be dead, and I just think, oh no, don't say that. <laughs> oh yeah. I just hug mean that Malcolm, in a Malcolm way. Malcolm. Oh bugger. <laughs> Hyacinth, Hyacinth, yeah. please hug me. <laughs> you'll be virtual, <laughs> and that's all you'll get. Oh bugger. Oh. Yeah, but I just think, I don't know, I just think, I know that obviously a lot of people have been really unwell, a lot of people have died, and this is also something, I must say, I was arguing with my friend who's a senior NHS um, person, because I said to her, there are people I know who have died, who didn't have COVID, who've been recorded as COVID, there's too many cases of this happening, why? And now the government's had to do this big inquest as to why so many black people, especially BAME, men are and i'm just thinking the people i know that are blame have not had it or they've been putting water people she was like oh we've been getting our recording wrong we're now making changes and i said to her but that means this is why we don't trust people because if you're recording people's deaths incorrectly what are you are you doing that on purpose or is that accidental and why is so much of that going on and then actually, even, I mean, I must say, people might love or hate Trump, but I'm just thinking, he's distanced away from the WHO, but I'm thinking the way they was recording their statistics wasn't true, accurate statistics. Now he's working with people who are getting the real numbers of cases and not these uh, mathematical, I don't know, probabilities of cases. Maybe. Yeah, so I'm just thinking, oh, no, I don't know. 
I just think if it's if we're going to kind of really worry about that amount, uh, there's so many contagious diseases we could have. Why uh, did you say maybe, Lucia? Well, we don't know where Trump's getting his figures and how accurate they are, and because that you know at the moment we'll only know in hindsight what are the. Hmm actual statistics are i think um every country is recording their statistics differently um yeah. very yeah. um you know and it's really hard to know who's lying of what and i there you know i heard i heard something the other day where you know it was like they caught, recorded the number of deaths of this day exactly same day last year and it was much higher but not from people dying of covid just general stuff because they can't go to hospital or you know there's all sorts of reasons people are dying they're dying at home because they can't go to hospital or they're not getting the treatment or they're having accidents and not going to a and e all sorts of stuff so the actual you know there was a rise in death rates for that day but it you know because people aren't able to access what they need. So, or, mm. you know, or domestic abuse or suicide, or, you know, that mm. tons of things are going on. So, you know, we, it's very difficult to know. Um, and we're all in this. And that's why I think discussing and kind of questioning is important. Otherwise, this stuff, we're just like, oh. mm. Problem is, Lucia, I mean, we are all in, all in this together, except that we're not. Because if we were all in it together, all countries would work together. And actually, it would happen. But all countries are not working together. And it says a big question mark, not just against governments, but against humanity. Why are we not? Why are we not all working together? We're not. I find that terrifying, to be honest. And I'm not, I'm not being depressing, and I don't find it depressing, uh, because I'm old enough to have got used to it. Countries don't work together, only occasionally. We're in the middle of a pandemic and countries are not working together. I mean, it's... And we're worrying about petty little things, you know. Um, I don't know. Although they are... The um, scientists working on um, some sort of vaccine are, work, are working together. Yeah. Science has always worked like that. It doesn't worry about borders too much. Yeah. One thing about uh, this, uh, uh, when rules get passed down, like country under lockdown, because now I know there is a, on social media, new, a new anxiety about um, what happens if a lockdown is eased up or, or lifted on Monday. And, and mm. certain factions are saying, hey, great, it's gonna, we get to go back to a beer garden or a club. And ministers <laughs> are, are saying that this is one of the worst things that could be happening. It's premature. So yep. it, 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 it down to, like, as with the app, I, I guess my attitude would be, will I choose to download that app or not? And what will I, what choices will I make about where I go and who I see and how I see them? That that's, I, I, I'm, I'm going to retain control over that despite yeah. any pressures and just consider what the options are. Yeah, and I think that's possible. You know, maybe the rest of you would be doing too. I mean, we, mm -hmm. we still have choice. We're not being, we're not being threatened to do something, and that if we don't, we'll be punished. 
No, you yeah. just won't be a good yeah. citizen if you don't do it. They've already said it. Yeah. Well, that's enough blackmail. I can live with that. I mean, <laughs> and me too, me too. But people who don't think won't. Yeah, I mean, it's not a situation where we're going to freeze your bank accounts or, you know, you're not going to be able to... Yet. <laughs> I know, I was going to say that because I must say I was reading something and then they were saying when they're talking about the whole return to school and then they're saying if there's a vaccine they want all children vaccinated otherwise they can't return and I'm thinking I don't know I, I remember fighting the vaccine um, thing with my oldest son because I didn't want him vaccinated because he had his first set of vaccines and then after his second set it was all around the time when the MMR was going on he'd stop breathing and I had to take him to A&E and we was resuscitated and I said from then on no more vaccines for this child so I remember refusing these vaccines and actually being bullied by the bloody NHS for two years. Letters, threats, doctors telling me how I'll be spreading illnesses to other children. And I must say, he's been really strong. But I do think, oh my God, if they're going to frighten people saying things like that. I mean, I don't get frightened because like I said, I've fought that war already. But I, and I think I use, I don't know, I think a lot about what I do. I don't just um, make an emotional reaction and, and then I do it. But I just think, oh, my God, if you're actually starting to scare people, and that's what I'm seeing, a lot of people, yeah, just scared. And I just want people to not be so scared, actually, and not be so traumatised, because it feels like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it feels like a lot of people are going to need bloody well um, post-COVID-19 counselling, and that's not just frontline workers I'm talking about. Yeah, definitely. Imagine you're the other end of the, the app phone call, and you get the message, oh, by the way, Someone you spoke to who has got COVID, you have to go to the hospital. So imagine you're at the other end of that. You just mm. panic. I suppose the problem is, is that I mean, I mean, one shouldn't have to scare people because obviously that's that, that's going to be problematic. But they're, they're, I think there are certainly a, a, a substantial minority that do not take this sub seriously enough. Yeah, there are. And in a way, they're the people that you should make scared, but you can't make them um, afraid because you're going to make innocent people afraid um so it's, it's a tricky balance i think really i mean i i'm not against actually making people that are, don't take this seriously um afraid that this could yeah. happen in their family um and, and uh, using language to actually frighten them mm. the problem being uh, there are people that actually do take it seriously and people that are okay citizens and, and are doing the right things uh, making good choices um that that would be or, or people that have problems who live alone um if you make them frightened then actually you're creating a problem so it, again i think every decision being made at the moment is is a balance and, and and there's a for and there's against i just i just keep coming back to this thing because i don't disagree with anyone really on either side because people are making positive uh, being logical both sides you know, um, taking away our freedoms and actually um, not too soon and, 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 and too late uh, but it just seems to me that if we confuse the issue too much we end up with a sort of whatever government a sort of mush of a government a government that is too afraid to make certain decisions whether they're right or whether they're wrong because they're trying to please so many millions of people and i don't care who's in power because i've seen it with, with with the parties that they just try and please us and and if it's a a wrong decision you know 
they know they're going to get criticised after if it's a wrong decision. Um, and if it's a right decision, then the opposite party won't give them a, say thank you very much after anyway. You know, I, mean, I was just looking. I was just looking at something this afternoon about um, Churchill. You know, th- this is the this is the great Englishman that apparently won the war- World War Two for us. He was going to meetings apparently, not being briefed because he said to the people that were briefing him, um, "No, not now. I can't be bothered." He'd go and end up with meetings with world leaders and have to ask his people next to him in the chair uh, about to to brief him. They had to quickly brief him over major decisions while he was sitting with all these other leaders um, uh, from different countries. And this is the man that apparently won World War II for us. So I don't think we've ever had a government, no matter what we think about them, that are not going to either... that are going to be perfect, because we're not, and they're not going to be. Full stop. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, of course, no. Government. The only perfect person is is Daff. <laughs> I'll tell her when she comes back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm just aware of time, so we've got a little sort of ten minutes or so left. Does anyone? Um, there's so few of us that actually, I'm sure everyone said what they needed to say. But are, are, is are there any more kind of final? Oh, I guess this is just amusing on, on going to the park every day for the last six weeks. And and after the lockdown, when it was uh, initially uh, uh, brought up, uh, I went for many, many days not seeing any police enforcing anything. And I thought, oh, well, what a lovely free park I have here. Um and then finally, uh, there were a couple of, of sightings that I had when I was there, but there was nothing, you know, there were no altercations. It was all pretty low key. I guess I felt neutral pleased about those police professionals that I saw doing their job because there was, you know, there was no, there was no drama associated with it. Um, and what am I trying to say? I guess does, does seeing, you know, it's, I sometimes clock my reaction when I'm in a public situation and I see police and I, I get that. Sometimes I get the, oh God, am, am I behaving suspiciously? Do I look, <laughs> do I look guilty? Uh, but other times I feel, oh, well, you know, that's, I'm glad they're there doing their job. You know, it just, it varies. There's no, there's no one way that I feel. It's just when if this world that I live, that I occupy were to become a police state, then of course I'd be very, very concerned, but I kind of carry on and do my own business. And I like it, Malcolm, that you said, um, you use the phrase, okay, citizen. I think I'd rather be an okay citizen than a good citizen. Um, because it, uh, it being an okay one allows me a little more r- room to wiggle around as an individual. So I'm all for being an okay citizen, which I think if I were to define that would be, I will behave as responsibly as I can toward myself, the immediate people around me, and and then the others, you know, the strangers, the ones I don't know. But it's how I conduct myself in um, 
you know, as I, as I move through life. And I, and I think we can say, say that this group, we're all probably, we probably all are okay citizens and, and are kind of taking response, our own responsibility and, and kind of taking things, you know, we're doing what we know needs to be done and behaving in that way. But Malcolm, I had a question for you. Who are these people who aren't taking it seriously? Where, who are they? Who are they what? So, say that again. Who I couldn't hear. That aren't taking this seriously. Oh, who are the people that are not taking it seriously? I guess it's, it's it, <laughs> I guess I'm being very sort of a, a, um, inward thinking about that and making it just me really. And that is that, I would not. I would have not have imagined a couple of weeks ago that I feel comfortable going outside. Um, I, I'm not the sort of person. I mean, I'm fairly confident in myself, but because of the, the the pandemic, my age, the fact that I'm in a vulnerable situation, and when I go out, or when I had go out, I I may only come across two or three people, but those two or three people uh, I feel very afraid of. Um, what, because they're uh, walking too close to you? Well, yeah, I've had a number of incidences. I, I mean, uh, I now avoid it completely. I mean, I, I don't go anywhere near people. I mean, it's terrible that I should feel that from a minority of people. I mean, people, I, I think I mentioned this three or four weeks ago, that people had were having a go at me because they were getting so close to me and I, I moved away or I asked them. To, they, were, they were literally, I mean, over the top not taking it seriously and swearing at me. Um, and uh, even today, I mean, there was someone running up to me asking me for money um, in my face. Um, uh, I, I went, I'm going shopping once a week, even though the supermarkets are much better. Um, and I go at an appropriate time for elderly person, people and people stand literally, and this is even all ages, in the middle of the aisle. There are certain people that just can't get together. Well, hold on, the least I can do is stand to the side so that we can go past each other down the aisle. They will stand in the middle of the aisle. So I'll stop and I'll wait for them to go to either side so that I can go past. Yeah. And they'll look at me as if I'm a lunatic. I mean, it's ridiculous that there is still people like that. And that frightens me. It frightens me a lot because uh, I... I, I I am, I, I am about taking control. But these people that I keep coming across are taking control away from me. And um, it, it frightens me. As I say, it's very personal and it will not be anyone on this platform at the moment's experience. It has been mine. Um, and I'm, ho I'm hoping now, if I'll go out a little bit more uh, from next week, um, I'll feel less vulnerable. But I do still feel vulnerable when I go outside. Um, I guess, you know, that's happens. This is much more a serious situation, but there are in the world people who have no self-awareness and or very little self-awareness. It's the kind of people that will kind of talk in your face or, you know, not, not kind of read the cues and all sorts of things. And those people, whatever the situation... Uh, yes, you're right. Possibly. But I'm finding... But I'm finding... Yeah. But I'm finding it difficult to throw that off. I, yeah. I'm finding I can intellectually understand it and deal with it. But because I'm not used to um, things like that and not being able to do something about it, 
which is what I normally do. I, I challenge or I defend myself or I, I say something um, or, or I swear or whatever. But my way of doing, I can't do that. I just, I, I, I bring it home with me. And that's very, very unhealthy for me, which is why I go out very little at the moment and why I'm much healthier being inside. It's really strange. Uh, yeah. It will go, and I'm fully aware it will go. So I've been seeking enlightenment this week, and my enlightenment that I've discovered is that I've now finished 50% of my jigsaw. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> How do we believe you? How do we believe you? <laughs> Absolutely. Just like the government, I'm bullshitting, yeah. Donald, you're about to say something. I was just going to say about consideration and courtesy. I don't know if this pandemic is going to increase that or if, or if you know, physical awareness, the whole 360. My intolerance in, in normal times was, in a crowded city was uh, what I would, you know, unkindly referred to as those bovine people who had no idea about the 360 degree spatial awareness around them and and just didn't do that kind of didn't have that and i don't know if if that will change uh it's changed for me my you know as you're saying malcolm about distance and how, how near because we're we're being taught we're being habituated to be aware of how close we are to people hmm. but i wonder if if in human intercourse if if there will be you know kinder more considerate more courteous behaviors or not i don't know but i'd like to think so that that'll be one of the the potentially positive byproducts of this what a great place to end <laughs> on a positive note well it could be let's see um i think there'll be a bit of both um i think there's something about you know when people are frustrated as well they're going to behave in certain ways and then there's a lot of frustration around you know being people being cooped up with their families who they don't like and things like that thank you so much thanks thank you everybody lovely to see Cheers. you all bye bye everyone stay safe